What's up, everyone? Nicole Rodriguez, RDN here. Tonight, as always, from COVID Corners here in America with Dave Sharadsky, the food porn unicorn. But you know Welcome what I like? Welcome back to the big show. Welcome back. You know what I like to say about you, Dave? I would imagine a number of things, but what? One of them is two Daves are better than one. So tonight we have Dave Kalari, registered dietitian, certified personal trainer, partner at the gym in New Jersey, locations in both Montevale and Englewood. Englewood. Damn it. Okay. I wanted to say Briarwood. Dave, welcome to the show. How you doing in your neck of the woods over there? I am doing great. I can't speak for everyone around me, but I am doing great. And I'm glad to see that you guys are also doing pretty well. Yeah. Can't yeah we appreciate you coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm super appreciative. And you're like one of us. So we're in, we're in like that six state coalition. We have uh, New York, Jersey, PA, Connecticut, Rhode Island. Who am I missing? Delaware? I think the, uh, Delaware. Right. Right. Yeah. How do you forget Delaware? But um, very easily. Easily. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry guys. Unless I need to save on taxes, pretty damn easy. But yeah. <laughs> so no, it's good. Everybody's in like the big coalition, so we're all in the same boat with this thing. Yeah. Yeah, that same. We're looking at like a May fifteenth boat exit. Right. We'll see, but we'll see Pending. what happens there. Pending. So, so obviously. Dave, a lot of your life and time has been spent in, you know, an actual gym space, right? Um, can, can you tell everyone a little bit about what you do specifically with the gym and their two locations? So I, work, I started working for the gym back in 2009. I worked for TSI, which you guys probably know is New York Sports Club, mm -hmm. from 99 to 2009. <clears throat> and then I went over to the gym was there till about 2017. And then as I was training, our gym is in Bergen County, Montvale. It's a very affluent area. Like, um, so Ja Rule's a member there. Reverend Run's a member there. Uh, Gary Bettman, the NHL commissioner, he trains there. So there's, you know, some high value people there. And I've been very fortunate and blessed that, you know, my client roster is, just made of really, really quality people and people who can afford to train with me. Like it's one woman, Jen has been with me for seven, eight years, trains like clockwork three times a week, you know? And it's, I remember just thinking one day, man, like what happens if these people's disposable income just goes away? Like I'm fucked. So I was like, what can I do to bring more value to them? And I always had, you know, my hand in nutrition and did like contest prep for people and stuff. But then is that's kind of where RPM kind of like rooted. I just started to do more nutrition programming. We didn't have anything at the gym at the time. In the beginning, we had um, E3 and that went away. So then I just started putting it together and then I, you know, came up with like the logo and the Instagram and started reaching out and more content, whatever. And then I wanted to bring it to the gym and I spoke to the owner and he liked the idea but because I was technically an employee, he just wanted me to work on building the business, getting more sessions in. And he didn't want me to use his platform to like further my business. At the time I was pissed because I was like, you don't know what you're doing. But now that I've actually run my own business for two years and come back to him. And we, during this time, we've had a lot of really, really great conversations on 
how to run the business, I understand, I understand his position then now. And it just gives me a whole other, other appreciation for like the, the real business side of things. So, um, yeah, now gym owners have to always worry about that, right? Session, session, sessions. You know, you're only as good as the last package you sell. And well, we did. It's tough. I remember in 2011, we had a meeting because uh, Lifetime was coming in. Oh, yeah. And, you know, they're, I, I just told, I told them, like, don't worry about it because they're, they're going after our same demographic, but they're not us. But when I saw the numbers, like 2010, I think we had done like $12 million in PT sessions alone. You know what I mean? So like to give you guys an idea, the industry standard, the industry average for active client participation, like the percentage of your members who are involved in personal training, is about 5 to 6% of like your powerhouse, golds, whatever, LA Fitness. At the time, ours was 33%. Like we were crushing it. And then even now, even though it's dropped a little bit, it's still like 24, 25%. So we, our place is just one of those places where if you want to train, like the reputation in our area is this is where you go. Right. So we're not talking like a, we're not talking like a big box gym. This is somewhere between somewhere like almost like a boutique gym. Yeah. We're privately owned. There's two owners. That's it. We had uh, Montvale, Englewood. We had a club in Armonk up in uh, Westchester and mm-hmm. then, Equinox bought that out maybe three or four years ago. So I want to know, did Ja Rule train with the bandana folded and just hanging over one eye? Or is that only oh, he, in my favorite videos? He Damn did. He, he had blue sweatpants and a white t-shirt on. Most Man. Of the Man, that's disappointing. Does he still talk like Cookie Monster? <laughs> yes, but what was really funny <laughs> is that at the time, the woman I was dating at the, that time, their kids were in the same like elementary school. So she knew him as Jeff. Like his name is Jeff Atkins. Like that's where the J-A from Ja comes from, right? His name is Jeff? That's yeah. also really disappointing. That's so disappointing. <laughs> so we were in- First day uh, of my life. We God were, damn it. <laughs> we were in A&P in town and we were walking down the aisle and he was walking towards us. And my girlfriend, she goes, hey Jeff, how are you? And I was like, that's so weird. <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> That takes all the piss out of it. <laughs> it all did. Yeah, that's really that's really a bummer. <laughs> I don't I don't mind dropping that truthful stuff. I don't really care. <laughs> so so how has your how has your business changed under lockdown and like what do you see as kind of being the new normal when everyone's allowed to like get back into the gym? Yeah, and also, what's the answer to that question? What happens when people's disposable income go away? Because that's exactly what we're seeing right now. So, yeah. The day we got, the day that the order came in, that gyms had to close by eight, that was a Monday. And I remember Jeff, who was our owner, having a meeting with the managers about, okay, we're going to try to do it. No, no, not, no. He's out of the picture. (laughs) Like, how are we going to keep it to like maybe 10 people, you know, per group exercise class, like 50 to 60 people at a clip, like in the gym at any one time, like how are we going to make this work? Cause people are going to want to come because people were pissed that we had to close anyway, even though they, they heard the news. Um, and then obviously we got the news from the governor, like an hour after that. So scrapped. And then Tuesday came, which was really weird. 
because the first time I haven't worked in like, oh my God, like 20 something years. And then I, before I left on Monday, I had a little meeting with the trainers and told them my bit. And Jeff lets me speak to the staff kind of like, not really like a manager, but he lets me have my say, which I appreciate. And before I left, I told him, I said, listen, man, if you need anything as we get back to normal, because I didn't think it was going to be this long. Like I thought maybe a couple of weeks, right? I said, lean on me and let me know if you need anything. So he calls me on Wednesday and a couple of us went in, like 10 of us, deciding what our course of action was going to be. Like, how do we stay relevant? How do we still bring value to our members? So um, I know Nicole's probably seen like all the content I've put up and that's all been through a marketing guy who was hired a while ago, this guy, Andrew, who runs a company called um, Fill in the Brand, who him and I align really, really well with everything. So we decided to start bringing stuff out to people, but in a very professional way, like you've seen it, right? And this mm-hmm. is kind of lead into like where the industry kind of is now. We saw everyone was doing online stuff, but there's a big difference between like, filming yourself like jumping around in your living room like deadlifting your couch like i get it it's creative and it does give people something to do but in the event that this goes longer than we really wanted to what do you do you know not everyone's going to be well versed at actual programming not everyone's going to be well versed at if you sell a program to somebody and they're having a problem or they don't want to know how to progress or, Oh, my shoulders hurt. Like what's the modification? Some of these guys, they don't know. Like they're just showing you what they would do at home. And they, you know, it's like, I'm not really a trained professional or I haven't had enough time doing this to really do that kind of stuff. So that's why we took a little bit more time, put together something a little more professional and we're giving it out for free. You know, we're kind of finding our own way and we're creating a new platform that when business gets back to as normal as it can, we'll have something to deliver our members and hopefully, you know, have a bigger reach, you know, like let's say someone saw us in California and loved our product and then they can now like subscribe to like whatever, like, I don't know whatever we're going to have, but whatever it is, that's kind of where I see it going. If people are well-versed enough to like deliver a, a product that people can rely on and get the, the biggest thing I think is support, you know, when you get a, a, a cookie cutter program, so what do you do when you've out progressed it, you know, yeah. pay for a whole new thing or, you know what I mean? So that's, that's kind of what we're, what we're up to now. So um, it's a little difficult not having income, you know, come in, but uh, again, we're privately owned. Uh, our other, our other owner um, has, you know, he's got some resources available. So, you know, we can support the business and, you know, the, the cares act and everything else. Like we've applied for all the things that we need. So, we're doing this with the hopes that we do get to reopen, even if it's under, you know, like I kind of have the feeling that when we get to reopen, we won't be one of the first businesses to come back. Right. And if we do, then it is going to be like, okay, well, if your building can fit 400 people, you have to have half of that at any one time. So I think that's kind of where it's going to go. And we just kind of have to fight our way, you know, back into people's lives that way. So speak on that a little bit, like what, um, sell it a little bit. I mean, what separates you guys? What, what makes your program different, special? So just from an aesthetic standpoint, it looks a little bit more polished. Most of the people that I work with also have been doing this for, for years. Like I've been in the business for 20 years and I'm on like the lower end of the spectrum in terms of experience, right? Like 
you know, a couple of guys are in their 50s and almost 60s in amazing shape. And they've been doing this, you know, for they started when I started. So they've been doing this for like 30 years. Um, the education level is really high for our for our team. Um, all our instructors are really, really great. I mean, everyone's just they take it very, very seriously. Like it's not just another job like this is coming to the gym was the first place that I saw you could actually have a career making like a nice, a nice salary that you could live comfortably, just personal training. Like for all the years I worked at New York sports, I was always doing like other things or like when I was in school when I was a little bit younger, but there was no way I would have been able to live on just that at the time. And because the volume is so high, we're just the place to go. If you want to train, you know, the facility is super, super clean. You know, like I said, the education level, everyone was really high. The experience level is really high. And we try to just put customer service first, you know. And I think that's going to be a big thing going forward, right? Like you touched on the cleanliness a little bit. That's going to be so huge when everybody comes back. Well, you know, it's funny because as we were talking about it, um, the Board of Health had come in at some point for the uh, request of the owner and everything that we do, like we have a 24 hour staff, like they'll, they'll come in whenever when the gym closes and they'll go around and clean everything. And they did that before. Like, that's just how this place has been run. Um, so they like, you guys are doing everything exactly how you should be doing. Like we've got, God, I don't even know, like maybe seven or eight hand sanitizer, hand sanitizer stations around the gym. And then same thing, like eight or nine, um, wipe stations that we've had for for years you know like that's always been the level of cleanliness that we've had and i mean geez i like taking a shower at the gym more than i like taking a shower at home (laughs) that's when you that's when you know it's good so so for people who are looking to maintain at home for however long that might be we know that that like influencer market is really saturated with, you know, people who are showcasing stuff, like you mentioned, deadlifting your couch, jumping around your living room, etc. cetera. Um, you know, what are, what are things that people should be gearing themselves toward and like, what should they be avoiding at this point? You know, we don't have to name names, but what are some, what are some red flags, um, that might go up when you're choosing a new course of fitness during quarantine. And Nicole and I are really taking notes here because we've been doing nothing but eating ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) I think really what it's hard. I don't want to say it's hard to say, but like for me before, like I've been fortunate enough that because we've been able to do the work we're doing in the gym, even though there's only four or five of us, like I can still work out how I've been working out. I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, but fuck it, I just did. Uh, (laughs) So nothing much has changed for me. Uh, Before that, though, I would just do, like, how I would just try to challenge myself the same way I would challenge myself as if I was in the gym, Um, just with my body weight, or just find ways to make it as challenging as possible with what I had. Like, even just now, before I came in here, I went for a walk up a bunch of hills in town. I put I don't know, like my three yearbooks from high school in my backpack and just, and off I went. Um, I think when people are trying to figure out what they want to do, they should really look at, like never let's, never, never lose sight of your goals, whatever it is. So that's, it's tough to have goals now other than just maintaining or staying active or just kind of keeping yourself in like a healthy mindset, right? So after looking for programs or looking for certain accounts or people, 
look for the ones that we've always been talking about, especially in the nutrition space. Look for, like, look, look for those people who are evidence-based. They're more scientific in their approach. They can lay things out in a little bit of a, you know, in a progressive way so that, you know, like if I had told someone to start walking, it would have been the same thing. Like pick a route that's somewhat challenging for yourself. See if you can do like 20, 30 minutes. And as you go, how do you make it harder? You try to go faster. You add external resistance like I did. Like it doesn't have to be crazy and it doesn't have to be a big circus act to be somewhat challenging. Um, so you always try to find the, those people who have some kind of progression and some kind of rhyme or reason onto how their programming is, how it is. And then again, just keep your strengths in terms of like what you like to do and what you're good at, what you're strong at in mind. And don't just like, oh, well, this makes me sweat a lot. So it must be effective. Well, I can run around in a circle and with a blindfold, make myself dizzy. Like, yeah, my heart rate's going to go up and I'll sweat, but is it really effective? Eh, not really. You know what I mean? Like, even if the intensity is less than what you're used to, which should still elicit that positive, you know, like what, where's my efficacy level? You know what I mean? That sounds like a fun quarantine game, though. <laughs> <laughs> that could be like a quarantine pin the tail on the donkey. Yeah, you, situation. you put your head on the, the bat and you just spin around. Yes. <laughs> but there, there are people who are out there that will, that will try to sell that to you as like an aerobic program. You can't be kidding me. It's oh, not you even my funny because it's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so what would you say to people, what would you say to people who are really missing strength training? Like, what would you say to someone who's like, like, what are you saying to power lifter type guys right now? Like, how can they maintain? Yeah, how, we're doing this. We're doing the sign of, uh, we're doing the sign of the cross here. I've been, I've been like really, I haven't posted anything fitness related since this all happened because I, I'm I'm at my mom's and I have like I have like just what I need in her basement. I have my Olympic bar. I have a bench. I have a couple of other little things. If you want to so, throw that address out for everybody who's listening, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> there's a line of cars at my mom's house tomorrow morning. Um, but like at this point, I would just imagine like without those tools, I probably would have killed someone. So like. I could imagine it being really, really challenging to not, I don't know, not to, it's not just about like, oh, the worry of what, what impact is that going to have on my physique? It's like how I feel and am I ever going to ba get back there? So what do you think of some of these workouts with, I don't know, with like five gallon water jugs and stuff like that? Like what, what are you advising currently, both mentally and physically for someone who's in that headspace? If that's the stuff that you need to put yourself, like you, like you said, are we, what are we trying to do here? If we're trying to maintain, again, like there's no, no one's making gains at this point, unless you're lifting cars, uh, which some of those powerlifter guys. Which are some people are doing, yeah. Right. But um, <laughs> if that's the stuff that you have at your disposal and you can do it in a safe and effective manner, then by all means, go for it. Like you can do, you know, get those, uh, the big pole and spring, like office office water jugs, right? Do farmer's walks. You know, you could go up, do lunges up the stairs. Like there's things that you can do again that aren't super, super crazy. Um, and that stuff is fine. Uh, I think more people have more experience lifting. Um, and pro like either if you're a lifter who has a ton of experience, it's going to be easy to figure those things out. Um, even if you went to like Home Depot, because I know they're still open, 
get chains, you know, get some, get some, uh, you know, they'll, they'll cut like piping together for you. Like there's ways to do things. Stay out of my bedroom. I was going to say, Dave's, <laughs> Dave's been there three times this week. <laughs> but that's, creative. But that's, yeah, I mean, you can, there's a difference between getting creative as like a means to it and like making your own equipment. And then, like I said, like, you know, putting your dog on your back and like lunging down the street. I mean, I guess it, it'll work. I just, I don't know. It just doesn't need to be that, that fucking crazy. But again, I think some of those people do the crazy things to be like, they want to be like, oh, look how creative I am. So you should definitely want my home program because I'll show you how to, you know, make a, the can of the top of your mayonnaise jar under the Chinese star and kills. Like, you know, I don't know. It's like, it's getting a little out of hand, but if you can make your own equipment, by all means go for it. And I think a lot of people are starting to realize how much of the mental aspect that they're lifting is really, that really has on them. Um, I mean, I, I just tried to get outside. I did push-ups. I did the leg workout outside. I even tried running, which is really fucking dumb because I hate running. But I was just doing whatever I needed to do to, to like to feel good. And as you know, if, you know, make sure that your diet is somewhat on point, and you'll minimize the stuff that you're gonna lose. You know, it's like it's all perspective. You can either choose to just be like, "Fuck it, whatever. I'll regain it whenever I regain it," or just try to keep it as under as under control as you can without making yourself even more crazy. So I think you come to a great point. That's, that's one of your points on social is the basics will never, the basics will never fail you. Right. So, so it sounds like maybe one of those red flags is someone who's being creative just for the sake of being creative, because I feel like that's just like in, when we're in that gym space, like you see trainers who train basics really well, um, and you know, accessory work as necessary. And then you see people having clients doing dumb shit for the sake of it, looking for the ooh and ah factor, like, ooh, I wonder what they're doing when, you know, you don't necessarily see changes in that client. It's a lot of smoke and mirrors for the sake of like looking like squatting different. Squatting on the flat surface of a Bosu ball. That's that's probably prime suspect number one right there. Yeah. You know what you're gonna get good at? squatting on the flat surface of a ball, like that's really it <laughs> and i hate it when people are like oh but it trains your balance like yeah, i mean it does but listen if you need that much balance if whatever you're doing is that like off kilter get a new fucking environment like, <laughs> you know like training the, the training that you do should be like specificity right like Right. Train the way whatever you're doing. Like if you're an athlete, train like an athlete. If you're if you're trying to be faster, then you train faster. Like if you're trying to be in Barnum and Bailey's, I guess it's gonna suit you, but just fucking be Get on that round side then if you're gonna be doing the Barnum yeah. and Bailey's even, thing. Mimica. Even the company says don't train on this thing like right. this, but you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> completely, completely pro accurate. tip for the day. Yeah. Pro tip and bro tip. there it is there we're covering all the bases yeah it's all it's all rolled into one so so what is your like i just want to dial in a little further to like what your current nutrition advice is and of course nutrition is extremely nuanced and very individualized and that's why people like us do what we do but what is like the general what's the general attitude like the top points you're trying to instill during this 
off period from regular workouts and things like that. Even just all the non-sexy shit, right? Just focus on your proteins, you know, your lean proteins, chicken, beef, um, pork, vegetables, lots of fiber, complex carbs, you know, whatever your fat sources are. It's just the basics. And, and for around here, it's kind of gone up and down. Like the first couple of weeks getting food, I, I, I was fine because I didn't have to go out. But when I went out a couple of times, I was like, holy shit, like there's not a lot of stuff around. And it's gotten a little bit better. But one of the shop rights over here, um, there still wasn't a lot of food. So again, it's, it's like, get your hands on the stuff that's one going to last and you can freeze. Like we all know frozen vegetables are totally fine. Stuff that's got long shelf lives, you know, like whatever, if you need to buy three boxes of uh, Reese's bunnies, then go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally fine. I got the, the three pound bag in, in my kitchen. Um, because again, we're not, we, we want to stay as healthy as possible. So how do you do that? You know, stick to the stuff that got you to that place originally. You know, if your nutrition was somewhat on point, keep it there. You know, if you like, if you like fish or steak or chicken or whatever it is, then keep doing it. You know, if you think about it, you're, if someone's regularly active, works out three, four times a week, that activity is only going to account for maybe like 10%, maybe 10, 15% of your total expenditure, daily expenditure. So, you know, your BMR is making up most of it. And then um, you're neat. And then any of the thermic effect from your food. So even if you feel like you want to drop your calories a little bit, like, what are you doing? Like maybe drop it 200, 300 tops. Like that's essentially like a serving of peanut butter and like a slice of bread. Like that's not, you're not really missing a whole lot. So all these people that think just because they're not doing stuff that they have to like slash your calories. It's just, it's just not the truth. Um, and then you, you also run the whole thing of like, well, there's days you get up and you're like, mm, pizza sounds really good. I mean, I've had a couple of those days. So you do it. You do it because right now it's not always about like, oh, what does the skill say? Or how am I going to feel on Saturday? Like whatever day today is, if I feel like fucking having pizza, then I'm going to have pizza. And then I'll just figure it out later because that's just kind of how it is right now. Mental, the mental aspect of everything I think is, it's always important. Like you guys know, that's always a, a, a massive component, but those people have never really thought about it are being faced with it very real in the last couple of weeks. I, th I think it's a good time to sort of reemphasize, like you want to keep your goals in mind, right? But this is not necessarily the greatest time to think about leaning out or to, to try and like cut up right now, because then we're making ourselves more susceptible to sickness and stress and things like that so i th think once again you know going back to the basics is your protein on point are you eating plenty of fruits and vegetables and are you allowing some of that time for fun i think is great but i think we're we're seeing like as per usual we're seeing extremes again like in that social media space like there's one extreme of like you cannot gain weight right now because this is going to kill our economy if we're all obese later because of covid and blah 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 and you know it's up to you like be your best self and so on and so forth and then we have this other extreme of you know oh diet culture is so pervasive that we can't even i don't know relax or whatever during quarantine and don't weigh yourself and definitely don't do this or that so where do you think like the sweet spot is 
it's it all it's on a sweeping spectrum all the time um we've had these conversations before right like we run into the people who think diet culture is evil and it's the devil and it's not it depends on how you look at it it depends on the person you're dealing with um if you want to take this time to maintain your condition if you're someone who's in shape if you think you can do that without making yourself mental and like causing yourself to go out and like get more food and you know kind of putting yourself more at risk then you don't do that you know like it's the the pros and cons like what's the risk reward ratio here um it's going to be different for everybody you know it all depends on everyone's perspective like how how mentally fit do they feel if someone wants to get on the get on the scale and weigh themselves just to kind of see where they're at there's nothing wrong with that as long as it doesn't derail them from living the next couple of weeks how we're living um i would never i would never tell anyone to not do something but i'd always before they make that decision what's the intended outcome like why are you going to engage in whatever that activity or whatever that like body check thing is and if you can answer that and you can live with the outcome good or bad then by all means go for it but if you think about it and you're like eh, no matter what the answer is or whatever if i'm not ready for that i can't deal with it then you don't do it but not every, it it gets tough because not everyone's like equipped to do that yeah but um I just can't come down on people like that right now. And I know, I know there's a lot of people out there who look to accounts like mine or accounts like yours for those kinds of answers. So I've tried to put that message out there to let people know that like, you're still in control. You may not feel like it, but you're still in control of you 100%, whatever it is that you do. So just keep yourself in mind. And if your actions, you know, how your actions affect you, if you're, you know, if you have a spouse, how it might affect them. If you have kids, how it might affect them. And just go from there and just try to keep yourself with like the healthiest mindset doesn't also mean the most positive mindset. It's just whatever seems healthy for that person on that given day, because the news that's coming in, like that stuff changes all the time. So you got to be able to roll with the stuff that comes at you and then roll with it and then respond accordingly. Some flexibility. Tons. Really. Like, it's all it's all flex you know like i said we stick to the basics and then get real flexible around everything else yeah great points there dave you've been flexible with your intake your physique etc see for me i think the key is uh you know being raised catholic it's blinding self-hatred so that never goes away <laughs> um, I mean, once you have that, you can basically just roll with anything. Doesn't quarantine, no quarantine, food, no, it doesn't matter. You're in the same mindset the whole way. I, I really think that's the way to go. <laughs> it's always in, isn't it always kind of in the back of your head? Like, like really, that little bit of Catholic upbringing self-hatred? It, it's always there. It, yeah, it's always there. Yeah, it's like, it's like I'm happy right now. It's got to die. <laughs> 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 make it stop <laughs> so i th i think we're all really lucky to be having this conversation that we are right like we're talking about like what foods should we choose and which goals should we strive for and and this and that but as we know food banks are experiencing really high demand right now that's a big issue um we have enough 
we have enough food coming from suppliers. There's actually an overabundance of food that's trying to make its way through the food system now that restaurants and schools are closed. Well, is that still true? Because I know Smithfield today just came out and said they're basically shutting down. Right. So, right. So on the producer end, like people like ranchers, they are producing enough for us to eat, but there, there are some, well, you know, that's a processing issue, but there's also the issue of like normal customers, mainly restaurants and schools, all that being closed is a big issue, especially for like the milk and the dairy industry right now. Um, so what they're trying to do is kind of connect the gap between producers and those in need who are trying to get food from food banks. Um, you know, and kind of to that point, and Dave, you started something really awesome, an initiative with the gym and Feeding America. Can you tell us a little bit about that? It really just came about, we had a creative meeting uh, last week and the stuff that we've been doing, members have been super appreciative and some of them have even offered to like send us Venmo payments or some people like, you know what, you, if you want to charge our memberships during this time, you can. And we're like, we really don't need to do any of that. And we were, we were having this discussion and everyone's, and I hope this comes off the right way. <clears throat> everyone's <laughs> focusing on, well, you know, everyone's focusing on uh, nurses, doctors, first responders. And I get it. Those people are amazing. They're going, they're, oh, they're always amazing. They're going to continue to be amazing. And they are working. They are putting themselves in harm's way. Um, and everyone, everyone's super appreciative. Um, but so many of them, even a police officer in town was like, posted something on her Facebook. She's like, listen, guys, I've got a government job. I'm still working. Don't give me like the free coffee or like send my family the pizza, like send it to those people who really need it. And this is a, a cop said that, that. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. She's <laughs> a, Dave, I, I keep trying to tell you there are good ones out there. He doesn't she's, a, she's a good, she's a good lady. She's a really good lady. And, um, I even said it when we were doing the interviews, when we put our, our promo video together, it's like the people who were hungry before this are still hungry right now during this. And they're probably going to be hungry after this. So for all those people who want to do stuff for us, like don't do anything for us. Like we're okay and we'll figure it out. But because we believe in community and the town we're in and just building culture within, you know, our facilities, like help each other. Don't need to help us help each other. So, um, a couple of our guys who did the research and they came across the Feeding America and we set it up and we launched it uh, yesterday. So we're hoping um, we have a goal of $10,000. Uh, I didn't see where we were at today, but we're doing pretty well. And a lot of our, I recognize a ton of the names are on there already. So people are doing their part. People want to, people want to help. And that's really what's most important. You know, um, one of my coworkers, she said, she even said it too in, in the promo thing. She was like, there's way more people struggling right now than you probably really realize. And I didn't really think about it either. Like one of the things I kept hearing was now that the kids aren't in school and so many of them get the, the lunches and the meals for free. Like I, cause I don't really know too many families that who, who are, who have that issue, but there's a lot of them out there where the kids going to school and getting that lunch is a huge, huge help. And it's just a shame that they don't, they don't have that right now. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, so it's lunch and a lot of cases it's breakfast also. There's that. And, you know, in some, in some districts, you know, I get the like email from our superintendent all the time. Like they had set up, 
a like a pickup site for kids to still have access to those meals but like even in those situations it's a problem of like okay can this parent really safely go out and get that meal and go and get that every day like is that as well intentioned as that is is that even realistic not really so families families need that outside support of just getting whether it's you know a grocery bag or package or something or some kind of delivery that's where really where the need is so i think it's awesome that you guys are partnering with them specifically yeah it's to your point i saw you know someone i follow on instagram and he's in california and he you know videoed himself going to the school to pick up the to pick up the lunches and um yeah at some point because you're always listen there's always going to be people who are too scared to venture outside. I get it. I totally get mm-hmm. it. Um, so however, however people can help is how they should help. You know, if, if you can go do that, great. Like I've done a couple of grocery runs for people. Um, and if us as, as we, as a company with some visibility can, can do something like this, then I mean, what else, what else can we do? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's a good look for everyone. And it's, it's just, we're all kind of looking for the right thing to do. I think there's a feeling of, I don't want to say helplessness, but if you've watched even a little bit of news or if you have, you know, if you have friends who are in that, that clinical space, you know, it's all so, um, it can, it can make you feel a little bit helpless. Like what can I do to help? So this is something tangible that will get food to people who need it. You know, it's nothing going to waste. Yeah, it's, like I said, whatever people feel that they, they can do, they should do. It's always the right thing to do is always the right thing to do. And if it's, if it's something as simple as, like I said, you know, you, you know some family down the street doesn't have a lot of money or the, the kids are home now. If you feel like going buying a couple pizzas and dropping them off, hey, you did your part. You know, everyone's, everyone has their responsibilities. You know, there's people who are going to be able to do awesome, awesome things. Yeah, I would do that, and they would be, like, gluten-free or lactose intolerant, and they'd be like, who's this asshole? <laughs> Trying to kill us. Oh, <laughs> a crazy God. man down the street. This guy's a monster. Well, I mean, to give it a little levity, I mean, we've definitely seen uh, a downplay of all the uh, the vegan, keto, gluten warriors, you know. No, have, have we really? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I was hoping they all died off, but no. <laughs> well, you know when you when you walk in the the grocery store, all the stuff like shelves are blasted; they're empty except like all the organic stuffs full up, right? You know, all the gluten free stuff. You can get all that you want. Yeah, all the cheese made of cashews. You could get plenty of that. <laughs> dig right, dig right in. What? <laughs> Cheese made of cashews. God, I hope you're kidding. And if you're not, I don't. I don't. Sadly, I'm. I know. Sadly, I'm not. My ears. I know. It's 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 really just evil. Speaking of like doing your part, what um, I know you mentioned pizza. Like, what have you guys been doing in terms of supporting local business? Are you doing any takeout? And like, what is your go-to at the moment? The only takeout that we've done um, has been down the road. This place called Ridgemont is really, really good. And they have really great buffalo chicken pizza and chicken bacon ranch. And the, um, my girls, two boys, they just like plain pizza because their their palates are this big. <laughs> not a lot of experimentation there. Um, 
most of, but for me, I would just light them up a little bit. Give them some of the buffalo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but for me, like, welcome to the real world. <laughs> in, the in the beginning, when when all of a sudden like, my, my income went to like zero, and because of the way my taxes were filed, like two years ago when I was working at another facility, real quick when I was just trying to get RPM even more going, like, I wasn't. I'm not eligible for any unemployment. So I was like, I'm not really spending money on anything. Um, but now that things have kind of settled down, I'll do the same thing. I'll usually get some pizza from there. Um, but most, I don't really go out that much. So everything I do is really just my own. I always make my own stuff. Um, but I do know most of the people that, that we're doing this project with, they all get, we're in um, a strip. So there's like the pizza place, there's uh, Jersey Mike's, and then there's the fresh market down the way. So people keep going to buy, you know, whatever they need. So That's too bad that Jersey Mike's is still in business. <laughs> well, I've only been there. I've only been there once, and I wasn't a huge fan of paying. I think it was like fourteen dollars for a for a, like a chicken Caesar wrap that I could have gotten for six dollars down to the fresh market. And then I didn't have to wait, you know, twenty minutes for them to like piece it together. It really is a damn shame who's going to make it out of this. It's, uh, that's really only like half a step above Subway, and that might even be like too generous. It's such a disappointing sub chain. They've, uh, I mean, I don't even know what the what the hype is, but they've definitely they've been popping up all over up here. You know, for a while they, I knew they were only down. I only saw one down by my cousin who's down in um, Atlantic Highlands, and that I thought that was like the only one, and all of a sudden they're all over the place. What's going on? No, they're like herpes. They keep spreading and spreading. They're going everywhere. <laughs> there's, no, there's no stopping it. There's no stopping <laughs> it. <laughs> it's going to be like the movie Demolition Man, where like the only thing left was Taco Bell. The only thing that's going to be left after this quarantine is going to be fucking Jersey Mike. So <laughs> well, it's funny. I brought that up the other day. It's like we're living in Demolition Man now, right? Like you can't touch people. What so a great reference. You're doing like the, you know, whatever that their greetings were. Yeah, what a perfect reference, right? Yep. As we like to say, the meteor can't hit this earth fast enough. This is <laughs> now now is the time uh dave before we wrap it up we have to know hence the title of our program what are your predictions for november or do you have any do you have any thoughts on uh the key players in the political space right now me dave or that dave you dave rp i uh, should be addressing have, you as rpm that's okay i actually have none to be quite honest with you um I stay away from the news as much as possible um, for a, a myriad of reasons. I feel like this is like 9-11 times again, right? Like during 9-11, everybody was either glued to the TV or they stayed like a thousand feet away from it. Wow, well, so true. Even if you go back, so it's, oh my God, 20 years ago, right? That's crazy. Yeah. Enough, but yeah. Like we're just bombarded. It's new shit every minute, real shit, false shit. Everyone's fake news this, Fox suck a dick, CNN blow me. Sorry about all that, but whatever. That's how I talk. Um, and it's really, it's really difficult to really there like CNN sponsor. <laughs> it's really <laughs> difficult to hone in on like the stuff that's really happening. Like, am I? A Not only that, but with this, it's a little bit different because it keeps changing so fast, right? So at uh, first it happened, then it was all right. Well, maybe we'll close some places down. Then it was 
we're going to close everything down. Now it's you have to wear a mask. Now it's you can't go out without wearing a condom. Like it, you have to do everything. <laughs> so it's That's constantly right constantly evolving, right? So yeah, I think um, the media the media has also made it very difficult for people for the public to like trust anything, which is yeah. makes it difficult for any kind of authority across the board. Like I had this argument with my mom over text. She was telling me like, I need to wear a mask. I was like, mom, that's stupid. And about gloves. So like, no, if you wear gloves, you go to the store, you wear gloves, you touch the hand, you got to change your gloves. You go in the store, look at shit with gloves. You got to change them again. Fucking dumb. Stop it. I'm like, pay attention to the CDC, the WHO, blah, blah, and ran down a list of things. I'm like, just listen to scientists. Stop watching the news. I'm gonna come over and cut the cable, cable wires. <laughs> And then she writes, Sorry, she writes the WHO was crooked. I was like, mom, if you're going to have this conspiracy, oh, if you're going to have this conspiracy political talk with me, I'm, I'm out. I'm not doing it. <laughs> but that's, that's kind of where we are, right? Like, I will no, try that to get- part of the problem. Too many people have too much room to breathe. But right. I mean, the big problem is the media gives both sides an argument, right? It's not just you're hearing from a scientist. You're hearing from a scientist. Then you're hearing from Tony down the street who, he sees through all this bullshit. He knows. It's like when uh, Trump was talking, I didn't. I didn't hear his his press. That's who I meant by Tony down the street. And <laughs> <laughs> um, like uh, Dr. Fauci, like I guess did one of these, right? And like Twitter, the Twitterverse fucking exploded. Like, mm -hmm. oh, he's like in the pocket, and it's all bullshit. And it's like, yo, I guarantee. Trump just said something, like just extrapolated some information or tried to say something that wasn't as bad as it was or whatever. And being the scientist that he is was probably like, oh, that's not how it works. And that's all he did. And knowing that at some point he'd probably have to re-explain it and like settle everyone down. But instead people go crazy and conspiracy this and X-Files that and people fucking, they're, they're nuts. Here's what we really need to do. We need to put a heart monitor on Dr. Fauci while he's up there. Not while he's talking, but while Trump's talking. I want a heart monitor on him while Trump's talking. Oh, God. That poor gentleman. I'm, I'm surprised he has any forehead skin left to rub <laughs> at this point. He's just like rubbing on bone at this point, this poor, poor man. And that's someone who saw us through the AIDS crises, you know, like, and, and yet he is probably so freaking tired right now. No, it's funny. I popped in um, I Am Legend the other day for obvious reasons. Another oh, yeah. Wow, yeah. Like, I want to see how this motherfucker ends. But then I was, watching the, the, I was watching the special features, and they had this really, really great thing on virology um, done. They interviewed tons of people at the CDC, and Dr. Fauci was in there. And I'm like, people don't realize. They think this guy's just, like, new. No, no. Oh, no. And that's no. the problem. It's like he's been there behind the scenes through so much. Like, why are you questioning it now? Because that's the climate, that's the like the entertainment news climate that we live because in. Because he touched no his forehead. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's, nobody trusts anybody anymore. It's really, really, it's, it's a shame. So, you know, like I said, I don't really have any predictions coming up. I, this, how this gets handled from here on out, I don't even know if this has any bearing because people are just going to keep fighting about it, you know, and there's going to be so much hindsight as 2020 when things are done. So how, so how do you see it uh, being in New Jersey? How, how's Murph done? Okay. He could be way better. <laughs> you know? Like, I think... If you give him a letter grade, what would it be? 
like C. C. Okay. Yeah. You know. I think this belongs in. When is he up for re-election? I don't even know. Murphy. Uh, I want to say 2022. Okay. Well, well, that clip right there with the video belongs in whoever runs against him. <laughs> belongs <laughs> in their promotional materials. What would you give him? <laughs> A C. <laughs> I mean, listen. At, it at, could be worse. You could have Chris Christie right now puffing and puffing up there, barely breathing. You, you could do worse. I mean, leading. Listen, leading people and making these decisions is never easy. So, like, it's easy for us to sit here and be like, "Oh, you fucking blow!" Like, you get an F. But like, do I know I would do any better? I, not, not, not necessarily. You know. But I will say that I, I have liked some of the stuff that Cuomo's done for New York. Um, and I really think because of, uh, you know, like, yeah, every state is next to one another, but it's like, like you said, right? Like New Jersey, New York, like we're all kind of tied together. It's weird that some of the things that have been happening are so far apart from one another, you know, like I know a lot of, a lot of my friends are like, Oh, so New York doesn't have to do anything with their mortgages for like three months. That's great. <laughs> When's Murphy going to say that shit? <laughs> Wait for it. Yeah, keep waiting. Don't hold your breath. No, Jersey can't. Jersey can never get out of its own way. Like when you guys were gonna pass weed, and everybody was all for it, and somehow it failed. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always stunned by Jersey. I'm like, this has 100% support, and it failed. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. Sometimes we're weird. I wish we. Were. <laughs> <laughs> it's a colorful, colorful history. And you get whipping boy like you get new york you get pa you get it all yeah <laughs> but you don't get staten island and why we'll we'll just never quite know yeah, where you are you in staten where are you anyway no no well normally i'm on long island i am in upstate new york right now okay until until further notice we'll see we'll see when i go home oh <laughs> uh, dave it's been a pleasure having you. I want to remind everyone one more time that they can go to the link in your pro profile on Instagram, RPM Nutrition, and make that donation to Feeding America. Is the link right there? The link, the link is in my bio, but it's actually the gym website. It's uh, can'tgettothegym.com. So it'll take you there. And then the um, Feeding America donation button's on the top. So anyone who wants to go do that, they can just click right there. Awesome. Can'tgettothegym.com. Guys, go out and do something good. Help feed some yeah, folks. Dave, we appreciate you coming and you're doing some awesome work. Very cool. Guys, thank you so much. And I can't believe an hour's gone already. Ah, time flies with us, doesn't it? Very much. <laughs> good night, everyone. Good night, guys. Thank you.